Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, farmers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point through the good times and the bad. We discuss what motivates them every day and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. This week on Cooking the Books, we have Hugh Allen. He's currently working as a chef at Noma, Copenhagen. I first met Hugh at 15 when he was an apprentice at Rockpool. He then went on to work at Voudemont before heading to Noma, Sydney, as well as Noma, Mexico. Hugh has an attitude like very few people I've worked with. He's super hardworking, unbelievably positive, and he really loves this industry. I believe he's a true one to watch, a real Australian talent. I hope everyone enjoys his story. It's a real insight into what it's like working in one of the world's best restaurants and what it takes to work there. He gives, it, he gives some real insight into the services, behind-the-scenes look into working in Noma, and he even explains a few of the dishes. It was a real pleasure to sit down with Hugh. We had a proper laugh and a real catch-up. Now, over to the show. Right, well, thanks very much for, thanks for coming all the way from Copenhagen to do this, Hugh. I really appreciate you flying all this way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, where, did you, where did your passion for food start? Uh, honestly, honestly probably, probably watching Jamie Oliver. I remember when his sort of Naked Chef came out, and he was, I thought it was super cool and young. And, you know, when he slid down the stairs and shot the basketball into his little apartment in London, I was like, you know, always had girls over and just lived this sort of, looked like a cool life. So I used to, me and my mum used to watch it every, all the time when it was on. And then I didn't like school. And then yeah. I didn't, uh, <laughs> like most chefs. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a fact for sure. And then, uh, yeah, I just did a sort of a work experience when I was 14 at Rockpool. So you, so you, like, literally, you just what you sat there and Jamie Oliver come in. He looked pretty funky and cool. And I mean, there's more to that. Like I did, like, did your mum cook or anything? No, or? there was definitely no like parents who rate cooks or anything no. like that. No, but uh, yeah, I just always thought it was sort of cool. Always found kitchens and cooking fascinating. And then, at what age is that? Fourteen? No, really, no, like probably like ten, twelve, thirteen. And then when, when I was in primary school, there's a restaurant sort of on the corner of my primary school which we used to always walk past and if we walked past after school in the kitchen we just cut in like sort of brownies it would always like give us a corner of a brownie like super like always sort of found it interesting what was going on and so yeah it just came a thing did work experience when I was 14 which any person does in different jobs and you went to Rockpool I went to Rockpool how did what did you just I send them a letter email, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or email yeah email yeah, email yeah <laughs> handwritten yeah. <laughs> quill <laughs> to, to whom it may concern Tiffany yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah yeah and um and then the, the, so that was so that was the when you were fourteen and then what you you then you got, started at what then age got an apprenticeship fifteen no the following year so I finished that year of school. 15? I think it was 15 or 2016 or something. So that was it, you fin- You did your... Year it- 10 or... Year yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Grade 10 or And that was it, you just straight into it? it. And then, yeah, finished the year of school and started straight away. And what apprenticeship route, like, route did you go down? Because there's a few, isn't there? You can do it on-premise, you can uh, do it... I, yeah, it was one day at college, or TAFE. I've been in Europe too long, that's college. Yeah, yeah, yeah college. <laughs> one day at TAFE, and then five days, uh, four days of work. Yeah, okay. So it was like sort of one that's a work day, and then... How did you like that? I thought it was, for me, it was the perfect 
um, sort of I wouldn't want to do full time at college, uh, TAFE because and as we're at Rockwell as well so the team is like is a very sort of kind team for an, for an apprentice I think yeah yeah looked after you in that yeah, yeah exactly. for sure and the um and it's like an extra day off, isn't it? You know, tape. Yeah, I mean, when I was a apprentice, I was like, ah, oh, it's a work day. You know, it's like still have to go. <laughs> Fuck, it was a day off. Yeah. <laughs> totally a day so, off. You know, school holidays come around. Oh no, after I still got, I've still got tape. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still there. You know, one time I, I literally said, now I've got tape, just because I want to get to, to the work. And I was shitting myself. I was like, fuck, they're going to find out. So I literally just went and sat in the, the tapes library. <laughs> <laughs> so if they called, I'm like, look, I'm fucking at school. Like, Revision. Come I'm- here now. I'm studying, I swear. <laughs> My teacher's next to me. <laughs> he just sat there. Waiting. I literally sat for like the same amount of hours, eight or three or whatever. Oh, well, at least you did your time. It shows yeah. you're honest. Why did, why did you choose Rockpool? When I applied to the, the work experience? Yeah. Well, yeah, both. I think uh, probably because Neil Perry was such a, like one of the, you know, Australia's iconic, iconic chefs. Yeah. So it was sort of, you know, I didn't really know the industry that well at the time. So it was sort of the big chef, in, one of the big chefs in Australia. So I think I just applied for it. Just, But then when I, for the apprenticeship, it was, it's kind of like, it's a bit of a sort of a university of cooking, really. Like if you went to some of these, like I went to Vidamon after, but if you started there, it's, you don't really get that sort of how to clean a squid or how to peel prawns or even these like sort of basic, you think, unimportant tasks. But if you went to, you know, start in a place like View or Noma, you'd never have those sort of fundamental skills. Definitely. And then you'd fail later on. Even if you were successful there, you'd go to another place and you'll, you know, a basic sort of fundamental thing which you think's very normal and everyone should know, but people don't know. Yeah, exactly. And you see that now, I see that now all the time with, some of the you know younger stagiaires or something they're just like have no idea about sort of some basic fundamental cooking things yeah, yeah. which you just take for granted like you don't even think about it you just sort of think but if you if you didn't go to a place like Rockpool or one of those sort of people just doing natural cooking yeah, you know, yeah cooking over fire very basic cooking fresh pasta making fresh pasta making fresh pasta cleaning all the seafood that comes in you know some restaurants some like people with went to college with or TAFE with they uh they the fish comes in prepped you ready know, to go yeah you know already filleted and but the, 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 on the flip side of that is that restaurant maybe doesn't have the, the staff no I'm not saying it's there no no I know yeah yeah and yeah, yeah. it's for, for an apprentice it's, so it's a perfect it's a great place and then put also hours it's not like you're getting thrown into you know, if I got thrown into a kitchen where we're working 100 hours a week, you may think, fuck this. You get this. fed up you know, really I'm easy. Like, yeah, two 100%. months in, you're like, I'm burnt out. Like, wild. especially coming from school. Even going to rock, even going to Rockwalk, straight out of school when you work, going to school at nine and leaving at three. Yeah. Playing football in the afternoon. And not just that, it's 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 also the pressures of your mate. Yeah. Oh, you're not coming out this weekend. Yeah, exactly. You're not doing this. Yeah. Well, oh, you're never hanging around. You know, your mates get a bird or a girlfriend or whatever, yeah. and you're still just grinding it out. Yeah. Going, you know, definitely, where at Rockpool it does find that balance really well, yeah. I think. I think so as well. And I wasn't, you're never really that scared. Like, if you really wanted something off. Oh, yeah, you just you ask. Know, like, sometimes, you know, you shit yourself off. I can't ask that off. You know, you'd rather just not go then have to yeah ask. yeah it's like your mum's 60th yeah you know what i mean you even skip it somebody yeah. like, oh, sh- sh- your mum's 60th how am i going to ask for that do you know <laughs> what i mean like it should be like not even questionable yeah yeah like, I, you didn't you i was never you know never really scared no and you be honest with them you're like you know we used to have am and pm shifts i remember going to zach and saying you know i have a party 
So can I have a PM the next day, not an AM shift? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be, be a bit ropey. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm going to be starting, yeah. I'll probably just be going to bed. Yeah, exactly. you know? <laughs> so probably better to Ross. And you'd always do it. You know? Yeah, yeah. But that's like, I, I've, I've had, we've had Zach on here and we've had Tim on here and talk about that. And that Zach's, that's one of Zach's real strengths. And he admits it, you know, he's not the great, he's not the best. He's, I think he said he's rarely the best chef in the kitchen, but he's a fantastic leader and, and he can absolutely, manage yeah, he can manage staff yeah. really well and it's because he doesn't get upset about things like that he he, he like he understands yeah that's no yeah. problem you know that's a real i didn't understand it took me ages to learn that coming from england like england I, if someone said that you'd be like fuck him i'll definitely rust them on yeah. the ass. you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean like exactly. fuck him that's what you'd yeah. be thinking a bit vindictive almost where over here I was, you realise, you know, there's more to it than, yeah. you know, that's the, way, that's the way I look at it as well. What do you think the most important skill is to learn when you're, a, when you're an apprentice? Working neatly, working organised, structuring your day properly. I think before even knife skills or anything, that's the most important. Yeah. Just because if you, it's not like a chef, like there's a guy that I work with in, in at Noma, he's, he's very tame, but he always says, my, my grandmother's a better chef than all of us here but she can cook for 10, not 100. That's what a chef is. It's the ability to come and cook for, you know, 100 people every day, five days a week, making sure you have enough produce and you have, you have mise en place there and you're not gonna run out of stuff during service. That's what a chef is about, being organized and, you know, structuring your day properly. It's not about being the best at making, you know, tortellini. It's, yeah, yeah. you know, that's, so I think if you're an apprentice learning about organizing, you know, being, getting your produce, checking your stuff when it comes in the morning so you're not finding out later in the day that all the spinach is shit and you can't actually use it and then you have to tell the chef and you have to change the, the menu and just sort of basic organisation I think so yeah. would be the I agree, I agree, definitely I agree. And, and then I, knife skills. And I also think listening. Yeah. I think listening and reacting as well is another one. Mm. I like, you know, it takes, a, it, took, it took me a long time to realise when someone says, you know, I don't want you to do this or you shouldn't do it like that, is actually realizing that at that point, you need to stop doing it then, and then do it that way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like yeah. next week, it's not like, you know, when you get around to doing it, yeah. or when you, it's like <laughs> listening, realizing, and then going, okay, from this day on, I, this is the yeah. way I need it, whilst I work in this restaurant. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that exactly. takes- And even if, yeah, and even if you don't think it's the right way, You've yeah. been told. You've been told that way. It's not. They're paying your salary. Exactly. Just when it's your restaurant, get on with it. Like, yeah, yeah. When it doesn't it's, matter. When it's your restaurant, you can decide how is it. Well, that's the thing about it, isn't it? You know, you you might go to another restaurant and they say, no, no, you do it like this, and you might. Oh, but I, and you hear that. Oh, thing he said. It's like don't worry about what he said. This yeah. is what you know. Like I do it like this, and then in 20 years time, or whenever you get yourself in a great senior position, you can say, well, he did it like this. He did it like that. He did like this. Actually, I think this way is the best. And yeah. then, you, then you have your way, and then you can pass that information and say, the reason I come to this conclusion was because I found, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, yeah, and I think also, they're usually right. Yeah. For, for the kitchen. Sometimes doing something one way works better in this situation, and sometimes where you used to work was better in that situation. Definitely. But it's a different restaurant, different amount of covers, different dish. Yeah, just exactly. maybe that d different way of preparing something is, is appropriate in a different spot. Uh, that's so, for sure. That's a fact. Ex yeah, exactly. So even if maybe the chef knows what you're talking about, he just doesn't want to do that way because we're doing 300 covers, not 40. So yeah, it's it might be. Yeah, exactly. It might, and it can come with so many things. We get we get a box of prawns and we just split them into three, and we freeze two of them when we just pull yeah. them out or whatever. You know, as we need yeah. them. Let's just say, yeah. Well, but you're freezing them. They're coming fresh. But it's like 
yeah but you know we we only pay this for them yeah. the quality doesn't depreciate and as a yeah. young chef you think oh he's a cowboy or whatever but you don't yeah. know the bigger picture in that environment exactly. do you know what i mean you're not running the kitchen you're not running yeah. the kitchen you haven't got the ceo screaming down your neck saying why is your fucking food cost out by two yeah. grand and you're like oh you know there's, there's so like you said there's so many ways um but what do you what do you think did motivate you to um to keep turning up even though you were looked after but when your friends were going to parties and, and whatnot and you were you know and it, it, it isn't easy no just young chefs that are out there that are thinking oh fuck it you know i'm working every saturday night and my mates aren't what more what you know what motivates you to keep doing it i don't know i think you you get you start to feel some sort of responsibility and commitment like you sort of like you'd feel guilty if you you kind of you know if you're at the party or you ask for that you always feel sort of that guiltiness and you sort of like now you're sort of part of the team you have responsibility and you re- relied on member of the of the restaurant and it's kind of also feels good it's like being in a football team and you're Definitely. you know you're the the forward and who's gonna you know they're gonna have to hold whilst the whole move the whole team around and this person's not as good in the forward as the back so it's sort of messing up the team so yeah, i think yeah. having that sort of feel you know you're gonna let the team down or they have to change things around which is not it's ideal it's like a bit of a situation. family isn't it it does feel it's a like bit of a family so that guilt or that yeah sort of, yeah just makes you feel uncomfortable so it's and it's, it's good like work, working's i always found it enjoyable me like, too. i really did i remember like when we had so many apprentices on and we were paid hourly that would for some like for a couple of weeks if we had quite a lot of people on the staff would get like maximum 40 hours but then you're like, what? I, and then there's, I was remember saying, like, can I get a few more shifts? Like, not because I want the money, just because I'm, I'm bored. Like, yeah, I yeah, like, get amongst it. Yeah, it's like a bit, I feel a bit weird leaving at three o'clock every day and everyone else is doing like doubles and. Yeah, it's not easy. I was like, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's like, yeah. it's a weird thing. Everyone's like, see you later, have a good night. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you know, you shouldn't feel guilty, you know. No, everyone else in the world is working, you know, like yeah, yeah. If you're I working forty hours a week, thirty-eight hours a week. You're doing sixty. You get an afternoon off. You, you always feel, oh shit, I feel a bit weird about this. Definitely, so, but like, I, we 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 briefly spoke about it before we started this, but like, you know, I think it's Ramsey says like the person that works works eight hours is going to work learn twice as fast as a person that works forty hours, and I, so. And I, I'm honestly, I'm the first one to say we need to drop the hours, and I'm all for that. Honestly, I really am. Like, our guys work less, you know, the, the proper 38 hours, and, we, and I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm trying my best to, do, you know, we're really strict on that. And I, and I think people, we need to move with the times and all the rest of it. But then I, I also do think that the person who works the eight hours is going to learn twice as fast, and is going to be more skill do you know what I mean like yeah. so it's, it's a real toss up I don't know like it's a, 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 it's a real, it's to, a real... To, a, to a point there is a point where like I do agree that, like if you're working eight hours a day you're not going to learn as much as you and you're not going to get as skilled as fast mm. or into the role you know whatever new station or whatever as fast but there is a point where you work so much where you're just so exhausted that you take nothing in and become a robot and you know something changes like you know something that changes your routine it's like how do I deal with this you're too tired of if you process it if you're properly exhausted it's it's worse than yeah you, you learn much less so there's a there's a right amount of time i think would be perfect yeah do you know, when i work really you know i don't work that, that much of these days but i used to work quite a lot i used to get really hot ears <laughs> seriously hot ears I mean, your ears would be like oh man i must be fucking knackered my ears <laughs> I'm tired now. yeah i've got a 40 degree year. <laughs> yeah, exactly i've got a hot ear it must be what advice would you give to like a a chef that's taking on apprentice, apprentices because you know I think sometimes people don't take that response I'm not answering the question for you but 
but don't take that responsibility seriously. Like I, I feel like employing apprentices is a is re, is a real serious commitment. And a second, yeah. Because you committed to that person, and they're giving you yeah. their time. They they're saying, "I'm going to come and work for you." Um, to get my career up and running, what are you gonna what are you gonna do for me to help me get to get to where I want to go? That's what an apprentice for me. That's what that's what it is. You know, I take that. So, what advice would you give to a chef that is looking to take take on apprentices for a chef to take on? Yeah, like an owner or a chef or uh, whatever. I think be patient because they're not going to have the right attitude. As in, like they they're, they're going to find a bit of a shock. They can't go see their mates on Saturday night. And they can't go to that. So be, be, be patient and they will mess up and you have to, it's your, you, you're taking on the commitment of training them. So if you're signing someone as an apprentice, you've, regardless if you like it or not, you've now signed on to committing them to train them. So it's now your responsibility kind of if they fail. Obviously, obviously there's a point if you fail again and again and they keep getting pissed, they keep coming hungover, there's a, there's a line. But if they cross that, that's, that's their fault. But still, someone might take two weeks to learn how to do something, someone might take six months regardless you've committed to train them and if they're coming up if they're coming still on work on time wanting, wanting to learn if it takes them six months versus someone who takes them two weeks that's I'm six months for sure <laughs> <laughs> me too no me yeah, too yeah but I'm once not, I get it I get it yeah exactly and then you think fuck like yeah, what yeah. a donkey how did I not get that <laughs> exactly like the easiest thing in the world but that's uh, you've, I think you've got to know where you are as well but yeah I, I think some people just take them on as like hands like apprentices yeah. and no disrespect for anyone that does who, who, who does do that and you know but, but at the end of the day like it's, you, it's your commitment and I think people keep apprentices for too long as well some people you know some yeah, you good. always used to say that don't yeah. do more than a year yeah <laughs> like get, com- you know, complacent yeah, yeah like get out and about and get learning and get doing stuff like yeah. it's I, I think people do it for the for them you know it's easier for them yeah I think you need to be like taking them as far and you when you can see them they've got as far as they can go send them with on. you yeah. send them on yeah, yeah. exactly but it's, it's hard it's not an easy it's not an easy thing to do it, it is difficult especially you know if you're in a small team and you're relying on that person, you've trained him up for three years, he's great on the meat and fish, and you don't have to worry about yeah. it. To then move them on and start again, it's like, you know, that revolving door, it's like... It is, it is like, annoying, but if you're in that owner-management position, it's, it's the next... You need to put his, sort of, him first. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, agree. to be fair, everyone I've worked with, all my senior chefs have always been... Supportive. Supportive, yeah. and always, you know, when I say, I think I want to move, they always say, well, where do you want to go? Let me voice out for you, so... I've been lucky. Uh, yeah, th- lucky. Uh, I don't know if you would say lucky. I guess that people have the confidence to do that for you yeah. by what you've demonstrated working for them. They can say, "Look, it's quite an honourable thing to pass a good a good chef to another restaurant and say, here, that you know, there's a great guy. Yeah, he'll he'll work well for you because you know that he will." And then, you know, it's, it's a nice thing to do. It's, everyone gets a little bit of a, a win out of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think so. I think, I, I don't know. I can't speak. I've, I've never been in charge of people, so I don't know if I would be like, you know, no, fuck, it, I'll no. keep you for a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, you, you wouldn't. Edna, I, I, no, I don't think. You wouldn't. I don't think you would. Um, after Rockpool, you did go, you went to Voudemont. Yep. And that, where, what was that like? I mean, it was amazing. It was, yeah, yeah it, was, it was really good. I sort of, the funny thing, when I, I remember doing I did a stage when I was at Rockpool for a week at Vietnam. I remember thinking when I was there, I was like, fuck this, like, like some, some of the stuff, like just the way packing stuff into a container was different and 
bit more, you know, st- so strict with like how things were stored and, and like as a little bit, I found it a bit annoying. I was like, it's a bit too much yeah. of a wank here. But then when you sort of get into it a bit more, and you're like, then it becomes that's the norm. And then you go when you see other stuff in other restaurants, you're like, oh, it's a bit, not bit scruffy, a good, bit standards, a bit less. Yeah, so yeah. then you, once you get sort of once I got used to that kind of that this is now the new standard and. I kind of like that level, yeah, so yeah. I sort of learned, yeah, that I sort of. I think I learned sort of that next sort of more refined discipline as well, discipline, isn't it? Yeah, it's discipline. It is this one. You know, like again it's, with the army, you know, putting creases in and making it like this and looking immaculate and being pristine and, and all the rest. Of it. People might think, oh, that's a bit too much, but it's more about just the discipline of yeah. actually doing that. Is is a, a yeah. big part of it as well? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, every restaurant has their like. I, I remember, not that was obviously there, but read stories about El Bulli and the the stages. The first job to do isn't there, like the car park or something is to make sure all the little pebbles that are on the ground are lined up again. So they like take all the pebbles out of the the, the car park or whatever the, the walkway and line them back in. Like spend a few days just lining the rocks in because the idea that this has to be what every, everything we do has to be sort of right done perfect from the car park floor to your final mise en place doesn't matter what it is yeah yeah so it depends like depends on what you want to do really yeah but I kind yeah. of started to more and more enjoy that kind of discipline and the attention of, yeah more ref- refinement yeah yeah it's, it's just making that experience isn't yeah. it do you know what I mean like that whoa like do I think do I think forever I want to have you know if I had a restaurant with people spending hours lining stones up I don't think so yeah yeah but I still like I'm glad that you see that kind of thing definitely and like I, I always refer to it like um, them kind of restaurants like the catwalk you know at the end of the day like you you, you see not that I'm any kind of fucking catwalk expert you know me being <laughs> the model I am you look like you could be a model to no, be fair no, no, no. these days <laughs> fucking hell um, but you see these crazy dresses or these crazy hats or suits or whatever it is on the catwalk and you're never really going to see that you know you don't see them in top man or whatever else but that's like the elite that's the top that's the you know the creme de la creme they're the one that are that are doing these new cuts and new colours and new patterns and new designs and all this and then everyone else filters down from that do you know what I mean but you still need them that's what I'm saying you still need them you need that elite that top level where it's just you know like everything's lined up crazy you know and everything's like this to then it filters through because they'll write books or they people go and work there and then they'll drop down in not in standard but they'll go to a lower level and teach yeah. other you know it's just like but, a big spider's web effectively yeah i think it's a good thing i think things like if you look at everything like tape in a kitchen like before it sort of came from the french laundry yeah yeah the blue like the tape. whole everyone knows the story they used to use masking tape used to stick and then they used to just rip the tape and then one time a, a painter left his like sort of bordering tape yeah and they had run out of masking tape so they just used that and they realized it came off much easier yeah and then the first day of per se opening instead of just ripping the tape when they lined the pass down someone cut it and that began their started and now every restaurant you walk in is got tape, isn't it? fucking painter's tape cutting the label blah 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 yeah so yeah. just it, just simple things like how you label something it does trickle down from definitely 100 100 so. yeah it is it's, it's fascinating so what what were your biggest takeaway what yeah what were your biggest takeaways from voodoo the the style of kitchen the sort of that 
the new structure of tasting menus is the first place we obviously worked in with sort of tasting menus and so dishes constantly changing all the time um, and being on you know be, being on a section where it's not like it wasn't really like the hot section uh, fish section meat section or sort of pasta section is there's more just sort of three sections and within one sections. section is it no no, no with like four sections but it was just broken down to you know di- dishes so the menu flowed well because i get it it's a sort of different structuring of kitchens yeah and i also learned a lot of like techniques and a lot of what sections did you do there i did everything oh did you I there. but yeah I, very briefly on pastry but i did, did everything and what did you prefer i really liked fish and when you were at the fish, would you would, would you do the fish in the fish garnish and the fish sauce, or would you? Yeah, do- oh, there's, there's, so basically during service, there's two people to a section. So there's one person is called like fish roast. He yeah. cooks everything. Yeah, passes it up, and there's a guy plating, and then he you would do the garnish, or if the garnish was cold, the guy plating would just do it. Yeah, yeah. And then dress it, and then you'd send it yourself. So it's not like it goes to a central pass and like in sort of a traditional way and then yeah. it goes on trays and the chef will send it out sort of you get caught on two barrel money or something you'll you'll cook it it'll come off you, you call for hands or you walk it to the table yourself yeah you know talking to guests was a, was a, was a big was nervous a big, fuck I remember the first time chicken like, sauce God. everywhere God. <laughs> I one time we'd take like copper little copper pots as little like saucy table side yeah I remember like the chef you know you take two barrel money like table whatever 12 or something I'll shoot myself. Like, of course. I, I think I'd have done it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I remember the sauce. I was like, <laughs> did, 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 shaking did, 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 the thing. Yeah. The fuck is that is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking straight up. Like, trying to make a nice little pattern. It's like, like a splot. Of, like, farting. Farting. Like, <laughs> I'm in that. As you walk up, you're like, you're holding it. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, for, ah, for sure, definitely. Shit. But then you become so comfortable with it. Yeah, you yeah. start to enjoy going to guests and having a bit of chat with yeah. them, and you know, like get back here, get me. Yeah, in it's there. like you got, you got this away, but you're having a fun chat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You start to avoid the kitchen and yeah. get. But like that was, fuck, I remember that took a while to get used to. And what about the table numbers? Did you like? Would that table numbers? Out? No, once it's you easy. Yeah, you know, again, <laughs> takes me like six months to learn a table numbers and retard. But when you once you got it you're like okay easy yeah yeah <laughs> like start at the door or whatever yeah, it might be yeah, or, exactly. yeah yeah that's window sides evens the other one's odd it's really simple first you've got to know what odd and even are like I'm like <laughs> okay. left and right you're just <laughs> grabbing your heart like yeah. that that must, exactly. that must be my left <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, this side's odd and this side's even in your home studying which one odd and even is. First, I've got to work out which one odd. It's so true though, isn't it? Yeah, we laugh, but it's true, man. I'm not even joking. I'm being deadly fucking serious. Yeah, 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 I agree. And then, uh, yeah, and then cover numbers. That's a that's a new struggle. Oh yeah, the table. One gluten free cover four. Get to the table. One, two, three. Yeah. I did get two plates. Yeah. That must be four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and honestly, I, I get it. I, I totally, totally get it. Fuck, it's funny. Um, what are the what were the best systems, or what are the, the systems that you took from there that you you've took somewhere else, or you you will take, you'll keep going with. You know, it might be cleaning of the fish. It might be picking of yeah. the crab. It might be whatever it might be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think. I mean, I've taken so, took so much review on, so it's hard to yeah to, point to specify. What I, what I really did a lot of there was cleaning, was filleting fish, um, 
With Haywood? With Ian Haywood, yeah. Yeah, he's an animal at that, isn't yeah. he? So when I started, so they have like a downstairs area called Level A, which is basically where everything comes in and all the fish is prepped and all the meat's butchered. So I think when I started there, did like six months of just basically filling in fish and breaking down lambs and That's good. that kind of thing. So I think just those those things, because you, you forget that a lot of people... I can't actually properly break down fish or break down the lamb or something. Yeah, yeah. Which, to be honest, if I wasn't spending six months just doing it, I probably, you know, yeah, would be struck, you know, of course, because you can feel it out. I've done that since sort of TAFE. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, for but, sure. So that was. Ian's great at it as well, eh? Ian's good, yeah, we're, and also good mates. We used to have fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, fuck, you'd, this mess started at seven, would like one of us would go there at seven, and he would be like, fuck, I'm, I stayed at this girl's house or whatever, I'm gonna be an hour and a half late. <laughs> No one ever know. You'd say like everyone's like, "Oh, it's in here," and it's fifty-five levels up. No way. It's like, "Hey, he's in the lift. He must be there." <laughs> oh no, it's back down here. He's going back up. Yeah. And what you do that until he arrives? Yeah, he's like, oh, he's here. I'll put him on." Vice versa, you know. Sometimes I'll just yeah, we had a good, really good system. Good going. systems yeah. going on there. That sounds heaps of fun. In two thousand and fifteen, you were part of that Gomio. Yeah. It, yeah, Gomio. Um, was it a competition? Uh, no, um, what is it? It's, it's a Gomez in France. It's kind of the second biggest sort of is Michelin and, and Gomez, which is it's not quite as it's definitely not as prestigious Michelin, but it's it's very big in France. Yeah, and also in some some countries where Michelin's not that's like, the main guide. Yeah, um, and it, it is a big guide, especially in Europe. It just it, that was the first year Gomez was here, and it's still still in Australia. But basically, it's just like a, a good a good guide, so yeah, a good, good food guide, guide Michelin, Michelin guide. Yeah, it's yeah. just a guide. Shit, yeah, yeah, okay. And so, so what? What did you, you have to do? Was it a competition? Did you have to we competing, no, or did you just have to do a dish? No, or? really. There was like they they came to the restaurant and analyzed. Like they didn't say they'll come in. They would watch how you work and they'll speak to you and just as guests. And you wouldn't you wouldn't really like know the it. Michelin guide. Is that the, the yeah like, yeah I guess yeah yeah, yeah, anonymous, yeah. And then you're short. They shortlisted quite a few chefs. I was I was the young chef category at the time. Yeah. And then yeah, and then you just do like a few demonstrations. That's not part of the competition thing. Yeah. And then I, I don't actually know. I can't remember the actual criteria of like how you pick to win. But yeah. But and you won it. I won it with a, another lady from Sydney. Which oh, was good. Went to France for six weeks. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, um, what did you, I seen that trip? What did, so, what did you do? You, you, you did, did you got Guy Savoir? Nah, went to. I didn't work stage there. I staged at the Pre Catalan, which yeah. is a three star, Frederick Anton's restaurant, uh, La Sank, which is another three star. And then the Lauren, who's the other lady, she staged at Guy Savoir and the La Sank as well. How was it? The trip was amazing. Like, we, we, we drove. We drove from... What, one, you drove? Or so? No, I don't even have my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be safe in a car. <laughs> you know what, back to the... Just to show you how much of an idiot I am. I went... To, I don't have my driver's license, right? And all my brothers, my twin brother has a full driver's license. Because I've lived overseas for so long. And and I was back here for 10 days. And it's like, you know what, I may as well go for my learners. You know, just, just go for the computer test. You know, just lock it in. <laughs> I can do this now. I've been in enough cars. So I did it at home, just like the online practice test. I was like, quarter of the way questions through, it just popped up, you've already failed, would you like to continue? <laughs> so I was like, 
like, oh, fuck, I'll never get my driver's license. I'm going to wait for self-driving cars to come yeah. in. <laughs> it's a funny system here, actually, the driving. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. That's for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How, um, Big roads is running. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What about that new highway? What are your thoughts? Extra lane? Still on conjunction? <laughs> the, the price of tolls these days is fucking it's ridiculous. Through the roof. <laughs> Let's talk about chef wages. How are we going to call them tolls? <laughs> Right. Oh, back fucking hell. Um, and what was it like in France? So you went there six weeks and you what did you start yeah. one week, two weeks, yeah, travel? I, I think it was like two weeks in each, I can't really remember. But we, we we drove from we started in Paris. We got a train down to, to Nice. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> think about that big room. <laughs> fucking funny. Go on. Um, yeah, you drove you, you, you <laughs> to Nice. <laughs> Beautiful by the world. Anyway, we drove to Nice. No, we got a train to Nice. And then we went to Monaco. Ate, like, I think we ate Decasse in Monaco and went to, uh, through Avignon, Lyon. All paid for? Yeah, Alsace. Beautiful. Champagne. Went to, like, we had like a private... Private... We went to like all the big champagne houses in Champagne. We had a private dinner at Dom Perignon's like house. So seriously? Yeah, which was like brutally rich. Yeah. The chef was like an old school big French. I mean, we had like two slabs of foie, like two fists of it, like <laughs> two lobes, proper lobes, <laughs> like like with a, like a few cherries on top. <laughs> 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 and just smash it down like a fucking loaf of beer. I was, I was sick. I was so sick. But you know, I was just trying to drink champagne to get some like something light in me, like bubbles in me, because I was like, it was that much. I was going to have a fucking cardio. <laughs> it was rich, but it was like pretty amazing to be in there. Yeah. So who was treated so like you were treated like a, like a whole like white glove. Yeah, yeah. Service and and who was having dinner? Was it like a table of ten? No, it was me. The other lady, the one at Lauren, the head of Gomeo Australia, and one of the Gomeo. That's it. Uh, France. Oh, no, another head of Gomeo. Yeah, that's it. So it's pretty sick. That is. I'm not being funny. That's like once in a well, you know. Yeah. No, you, you have to be invited. Like it's. Yeah. Just, I couldn't just email and say, "Can I go again?" No. Like, it was pretty. That was pretty cool. Definitely. Very cool. And what were the stages like at that? You know, that three star. And it's not just like a three. I'm not knocking any other things by any means. Don't get me wrong. But that's three star, like Paris. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's it's it was. Yeah, it was, it was more intimidating than most sort of restaurants you walk into. Definitely, they see you a bit more ignored. Really, like fucking French, mate. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was I was so thank thankful in in Le Sank, which is the, the first one we did. I walked in and like. You know, it's big old school kitchen, like proper sections, like sauce section, and all these like gamon massive, massive, and everyone's yelling French and tickets on. And you know, the chef has his office, which he's just got like drinking champagne and <laughs> walking down, you know, being getting upset of you. And I was like, oh, fuck, no one can speak English. I was like, oh, what, what am I going to do here? Like, anyway, I remember just like walking past, and no one really gave any like, do this, do that. 
So it's like, you know, you sort of, you feel yeah, like... Yeah, you, 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 you just I, want the world to swallow you up, don't you? You're just like, what the fuck? Is this meant to be good? Yeah, it's like exactly. fucking torture. No, I'm like, always like, rub, you know, your toes and your shoes? Yeah. I'm always like, rub, you know, you're like... You know, you know, it's like, you know when you look at people when they first start and you think, oh, what a donkey, like, just... You don't know anything. That's yeah. what you look like. That's what I look like. Well, you do. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, you meant to be like one, you know, one of the best young chefs in Australia. I'm like standing like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I can't do anything. Like, yeah, yeah. so I remember just like someone was potting peas. I was just like, did you just jump on? Jumped on, and I just no one said anything. Anyway, I was like, oh, fuck. How am I communicate? Like, how do I don't speak French? And then anyway, I get this tap on the shoulder. And turn around to the chef. I was like, "Oh fuck, what do you want?" And he's like, "Oh hey mate, how's it going?" I was like, "Oh thank fuck." Was he? Was one of the chefs was Australian? Oh, perfect. anyway, it was like the lifesaver. Yeah. And he's like <laughs> next thing you know, you like no, he lived in France, Paris for years, but he's from fucking Adelaide or something. Yeah, so he's yeah. Like sat with me at staff meal, like next, yeah, like, you just grabbed was, all the his yeah. his apron strings, yeah, and yeah, that exactly. was it. Just, you just were. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, I don't really need anything. I remember saying, please don't go somewhere else. Like, I'll, I'll polish your fucking. Yeah, because you can't need cleaning. Do you know what I mean? You don't give a fuck. Do you? You'll do anything, won't you? Honestly, yeah, you will. Your hood's going to be dirty. Just yeah. give me something to fucking do so I don't feel like this. Can I kill something for you tomorrow? But you know that. <laughs> you remember you just saying, you know, get a whisk and walk around, no one's going to ask you anything. Honestly, I know. But I. I've been there. I've I, like you, you oh, fuck. So you go in the walking and you're just thinking, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? What am I doing? You know, go, go in the walking for on source section, middle shelf. There's a bit of stock there. <laughs> Could that be it? It's terrifying. I remember as well when the, the, you know someone sent me down. I was working at a restaurant. He said, "Go and get me two sirloins <laughs> and two fillets." I never like. I just opened this fridge and it's like. It's all just me. I didn't have a fucking clue. I, like, come back with a T-board and a, and a rump. He's like, no, no, not them two. Get me, you know, like yeah. up and down like a fucking yeah. dickhead. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, all done through a but I think on a, the point I was trying to make was um, I think them experiences and feeling like that are really helpful, honestly. Especially if you go start somewhere. Oh, you, you have stages. You, you, know, know, you know how to look after. Yeah. Definitely, because you're standing there. Like we have, you I can mean, spot it, can't yeah, you? Exactly. Now, now, because you've been in that. There's two things. That one thing, like you're saying, you can spot it, and you can you can go put your arm around and say, "Don't look, yeah. just come around." And you can be a bit more understanding, and you can say, "Don't worry, everything's going to be all right. Just do this." Yeah. And then next thing you know, you just get him to do all your fucking jobs. And <laughs> 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 it's like perfect. He's done. Yeah. And then the other thing is. Just feeling like that, understanding the feeling of feeling like scared, and it's it's good for you, man. Yeah. It's good for you to get over. Yeah, definitely. And like, yeah, you do you do get better at having nothing to do in a kitchen. Yeah. Like when you go in the kitchen, no one's giving you any direction. You kind of get more comfortable just sort of jumping on a job and saying fuck it. If if they ask me what I'm doing, I'm saying no one told me to do anything. So yeah, exactly. Pee, like what's for I'm sure? I'll grab a broom. Yeah, just exactly. grab a fucking broom. Give it a sweep. Whatever. Change people's spoon orders. So what, yeah, exactly. Thing. Whatever. Just fucking get involved. It doesn't mm. matter. Yeah, get have a cloth. Wipe the yeah. wipe the, the area around. Just yeah. whatever. It doesn't doesn't matter. If anything, just jump in the dish yeah, dish exactly, pigs and say, exactly. give me a fucking pan to scrub. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'll just get in here. Yeah. Let's go. I'll polish glassware. Definitely. Then you got well. You went to um, Chef Steps, didn't you? In Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, what is Chef Steps? Well, it's it's now it's sort of grown to something else, but it was like just sort of a the guys that sat two of the guys that worked in Modest Cuisine, one of the writers of the book, and one of the development chefs started it in Seattle. It was just sort of like a research and development 
website where they posted sort of techniques and recipes and sort of more modernist kind of things. Yeah, and, and then it's sort of grown into it's. it's I think it's funded by one of the guys at Microsoft or is it something like that. So now it's like now they have sous vide machines that the sell them dog voice recognized all this kind of a bit more high tech and they're i know they're building well i think they're building more hardware like kitchen equipment are they a bit more now it was more focused on the chef sort of more professional kitchens when i was there but now, now it's a bit cooks. more homey which i think is good yeah well there's more money like, in that as well yeah. To be honest. yeah but it's i mean it's, a, it's an amazing place and amazing guys there and how did you get how did you get that it was well shannon did a he did like a, a tour with one of his sponsors, I can't remember, and he visited them when he was in Seattle. I was already, I like, sort of followed their website and thought yeah. it was cool, and thought it would be a cool place to go. And I, I remember, I think I just emailed saying, hey, my chef was there a couple of weeks ago. I'm, ca- I'm coming through Seattle. Do you mind if I spend a couple of weeks with you? Did you do a couple of weeks? Yeah, a, couple, a few weeks, though. Did you? Yeah. I was. I used to watch the videos. I don't watch them as much anymore. But I, I used. They're on YouTube. The videos and yeah. that. To be totally honest, we do a pickled veg, and I use their not their recipe, but their their technique. Yeah. Their, um, in the water bath. Yeah. It works perfect. Yeah. But I think little things like that, just like I don't know, just like little. It speeds the process. Tips, up. Little like just like anything, even from just like a basic brine ratio or whatever. It's yeah, just yeah. Like, or how long to. P- Put, cook it in the water bath yeah, for exactly. or whatever especially yeah, yeah. Um, I mean sous vide is their kind of main things they've they've developed as a water bath circulator but yeah just like times and temps and they, that's what they do they spend like they cook an egg a hundred different ways in yeah yeah so it's which like, is the perfect then you just go right perfect perfect yeah exactly. I love that exactly. yeah, job done but I was watching it on YouTube and then you were on it I was like <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> honestly I was like what's he I was just I was like that is awesome I was fucking stoked for you I was yeah. buzzing no it was, just, it was when I was there it was just like a sort of a fun episode we were just frying shit yeah yeah it was good the, though yeah I was I did a cheese and Vegemite sandwich yeah <laughs> deep fried <Yeah. laughs> um, and that then now you're at Noma and you, you were, you know, you were, you've been, you worked at the original Noma. Yeah. You went to Mexico, yeah. and now you're at the new Noma. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Well, man, what a great time to join. Yeah. It was. It Just was, missed out on Sydney. No, really. I was there though. Oh, working. Yeah. No, I was, I was there for a few weeks just before I went to France. Oh, okay. Because I, I was waiting to go to France for that trip. Yeah, yeah. So then I'd already been there at Noma before. So that was in Jan- I was in Noma in November on the trial. Yeah, and then they went to in January. I think it was they were in Australia, and I was flying out in February. So I had sort of a few a few weeks. So I spent a few weeks in Australia with them as well. In that so, restaurant, yeah. So you worked in all of them. I missed Japan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was in 2014 or something. Yeah, yeah. That's still good, eh? Yeah. It's what amazing. a what a what a great what a great. It's been a great period. Yeah. I mean, Mexico was probably the best, maybe the probably the best professional. Definitely the best professional part of my life. It was really? Cr- incredible. Bright and like just the days off, like the beaches were incredible. The They had cenotes, which is like a freshwater pool. And it was just like. What? what in, just, in, in, in the what? jungle? Like it's just. Oh, like, just a freshwater, like, oh, right, yeah, like, like a quarry like or a. Yeah, yeah waterhole, yeah. But like the most gorgeous, like, I'll show you photos later. Yeah. But like just incredible, like sort of cave pools and you can go swimming in and the beaches were amazing, just like cheap beers and just the most dangerous or not because you hear like you no, know it, it, I mean it was it is corrupt on an extreme level 
and you know you can you basically it's kind of that's kind of a was a beauty about it because no matter what you did you can get out of it with, with money at the same time where we were so tulum is gorgeous there's a town which is a mexico like very mexican yeah but now with like quite a lot of tourists coming in it's sort of you know a lot of americans and a lot of yeah yeah tourists around so it's like more shops and everyone's just trying to get a bit of money and it's hustling it's, it's good but like not like annoying you just like it's good yeah and, yeah. and safe and they just they, they know that you're supply keeping their town pumping so that they you treat it well yeah um and then there's the sort of this beach stretch which is all like now hotels like not like trashy no no gold coast hotels like really nice sort of boutique little hotels along the water and that's where sort of noma was it's all like sort of jungles like a jungle along the beach we like spotted of different hotels here and there and yeah noma was on one of the just oh, so the the, jungle. it was a hotel restaurant originally was it no it was, we built it oh right okay we had the land which was just a jungle we sort of put moved some of the trees and put a, a, a fresh sand floor the floor was a sand yeah and then and, so, and what is it now it's an empty empty space but there will be they're gonna make it into a restaurant oh are there yeah so what was it what was the food like there like not the food at Noma the food like you know the Mexican food yeah. you know I, I mean is I love Mexican food it was it was so, it's so cheap the thing that it was just so nice to go and spend in a few dollars and get in like a feast of like tacos and al pastor which is sort of like the yeah, shawarma kind of yeah yeah the kebab style kebab style yeah. yeah and like everything's super tasty and just cheap and just spend a couple of bucks in a plastic stool having yeah, a few yeah. tacos drinking beer it's just like like so, Asia isn't it in that sense like Asia but I prefer Mexican food yeah, but, yeah, yeah. with a bit of fiesta music yeah yeah everyone's yeah salsa everyone's in a bit of a cocktail mood <laughs> yeah. like, it was good we, and it was what good. would you get you two days off there or was yeah. That, yeah you just we got two days yeah. I mean Renee was really good with wanting people to enjoy Tulum it's yeah. like everyone works you know pretty intensely in Copenhagen so when it, when we went there it's like we're only dinner only yeah which really means instead of starting at 7 in the morning we're starting at 10 in the morning or 11 in the morning so that gives us the morning so we would all go for swims and sit on the beach for a few an hour or something nice. which is super nice and then also every now and then you'd get a night off or something just just throw it in there yeah. I know my, my, my girlfriend visited I got a couple nights off that's nice just because like she did like, yeah, go yeah. have the night off like they, they wanted you to enjoy it yeah yeah nights. and how was the food I seen you know because he was putting up um I follow Renee on um, on Instagram, and they were, they were putting up like uh, different pe- different produce all the time. Like we're using yeah. the, Do you remember? Do you yeah. remember? Yeah. And so what was that like? Using all the new ingredients? It, it looked some of it. Fuck, I haven't got a clue yeah. what it was. I mean, it's it's it amazing. It really was. It's like confusing. It is, but I had to be honest. I knew more of the ingredients there than when we did Nome Australia. Oh yeah, seen all like the native berries and herbs and stuff I've never seen before. I, yeah. I knew more like Mexican, like they have a lot of different varieties of different things, like different cactus fruits and different mangoes that we don't have and I've never seen before. But you're kind of familiar. Yeah, yeah. So that was amazing to taste and try. But I think the in terms of more crazy ingredients and stuff I've never seen, I think Australia was much more. Yeah. Okay. And what about uh, something that you you know like was there a watermelon or you know their version of melon that was just like you, honestly you've got to taste this it just blows your head off like alpine strawberries yeah or you know where you're like this is just unbelievable. Um, they have a thing called jackfruit. Yeah. Okay. I've seen you holding that. Yeah. Which is like a big, big green. I think they call it gu- guabana or something. Yeah. In uh, Mexico, I can't remember. But 
that was pretty it sort of just tastes like fruit salad if you got a fruit salad and, and mix everything and blended it up and yeah, then yeah. stuck inside a fruit and that's what it tastes like, like. that's pretty amazing and what was it, what's the yeah, what's the difference between the well yeah what's the difference between the old Noma and the new Noma what's the food wise and you well, know well the biggest one would be with the menus the seasons so instead of having a set menu and dishes changing here and there when you, yeah when they get when bored they, or whatever yeah. or the season changes and yeah. like you know we can't get strawberries anymore or yeah. now it's we've sort of broken down to three main seasons seafood or the ocean into vegetable plant world and then to the forest the game and forest throughout the year yeah okay so, so in done, the summer it's going to be more ve- is that what you're saying make yeah, so more we, vegetables we just yeah. did in the winter we, it's seafood so we just finished that one and that was all of things in the ocean basically when seafood's best yeah yeah um, and we can get you know enough of everything it's, it's plump it's it's the right time to eat it and then when vegetables are at its best or plants are at its best and flowers and things like that in the spring and summer it sort of becomes vegetable menu and then and when autumn comes, it becomes the game game menu. Yeah, awesome. So that's things from the forest, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wild ducks and wild de- berries or whatever else. And berries and just yeah, yeah, off. venison. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Like I know they're looking at reindeer and yeah, like beautiful. That, so. And it's obviously a bit different over there anyway, isn't it? It's funny you should say that about the season. That's unbelievable that they do that. Like, I don't think it's, anyone else... That's the first... Yeah, I think it's the first. Yeah, it's, it's a, a, it's, it's a, it's a little bit... I mean, it is a little bit weird. You've, if you sit down... It's not weird, it's amazing, but the first course you get, seafood. And then next course, seafood. And then every, even dessert's got seafood in it. So Has it? Well, in the, like, a little way, but yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, one of the desserts was a cake made from plankton. Right, okay. And then one was, like, a, a tart with, like, an oyster caramel. It's sort of like this is what this ocean can offer, kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. This is yeah, where it's yeah. at its best, and this yeah. is where I'm going to eat it. And uh, I was going to say, I think it was Beck was telling me. I think it might have been yesterday. She was at the museum, and she was saying the Aboriginals here have got. I think it's. Oh, I think it's seven seasons in Australia. Yeah. Did you know that? I'm, I've read about it. Yeah, they've got. Yeah, different. Like, depends on the tribe, I think. Oh, does it? think so i'm not but they do have because like two little micro seasons yeah exactly within each season because again because food you know plants are available between here wild mushrooms only work here or where so there's like seven seasons which actually makes especially in australia it makes heaps of sense because of the fact like november is a lot different to january or you know even the beginning of december is complete january is like 40 degrees or whatever where it still might just be early autumn um late autumn it could still be a little bit cold in november early November do you know what I mean yeah definitely so yeah I mean Australia's a funny place because if, if you think about Europe or Denmark it's about the size of Victoria like the state we're in now you know yeah, what I mean yeah. so it's yeah. you can drive from the top to the bottom in, in a few hours yeah so for a season it doesn't it, they have definitely seasons but with Australia if you look at it we have tropics up north yeah which don't really have they have like wet and dry season yeah they don't have winter and they don't have spring so all the top of Australia is doesn't even have a winter or a spring or autumn they have wet and dry and they're tropical yeah and yeah. then you have you know we have sort of desert which in is the middle Australia, in the yeah, middle yeah. which also has seasons but it's a desert yeah um, and then we have down south we have more like the well Victoria, the Victoria yeah, is we, and New South Wales we have the mountain range and we have Victoria's so probably the most classical, isn't it? I would Victorian say. Tassie, yeah. Yeah, Victorian Tassie, yeah. Yeah, Victorian Tassie, probably spring, summer, autumn, yeah. winter, yeah. Which is no, what I love. That's why I love it here, like that. 
I think so as well. It's more. It's more European. It's yeah. You see autumn come. You see the you know the stuff come in. The pumpkins come out and yeah, the leaves fall off. It's it's nice. It's exactly. Like get your get your coat on. Get yeah. your boots on. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where like definitely and it it gets you in the mood to eating like braises and you know whatever and then when the summer comes you are thinking of watermelon and you know strawberries and and all that kind of thing and yeah again with booze we always say like you know in the winter it's porter and red wine and in the summer it's pilsner and champagne do you know what I mean it's like it's just it's just where it is what's what can you just talk a minute about what you think how it feels to work in one of the best restaurants in the world it just feels good. I feel like you. I always you sort of feel like you're part of something, you know. Like when you see photos of like El Bulli or like French Laundry, in like the like back in the day, and you see like just the team and like you kind of have you know group photos and no, I kind of feel like you know in ten years, even though it's, it can be brutal and you know doing long hours and tiring. I think you know looking when you look back and you see, you know, it was it's pretty special to be part. I went to Mexico for three months and you see all of us there. It's like amazing memory. That was one of the- It's history, isn't it? It's history. Yeah, one it's of the best history. Rest restaurants and you, you know, you, side by side with Renee, who's probably gonna get, go down as one of the most influential chefs ever. And you can say, you know, feel like you're there and you're part of it and you're a member of the team there. And it's, 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 it's nice, you know, it's more so than just what you learn and what it's sort of, it feels good to be part of sort of a, one of the big restaurants at the time. Definitely, yeah. I totally. never thought, I didn't think, when I was an apprentice, I didn't think I would. Which was only what, how long ago? In fucking 10 years, eight years, seven years yeah, ago, was seven, it? Yeah, something like that. It's not bad. It's pretty quick. <laughs> it was quick. It was yeah, quick. Luckily, it was luck. <laughs> the, I don't think so. The, um, well, you know, what AFL team do you follow? North Melbourne. North Melbourne. So, like, I, not that I've got any great experience in it, but I guess, you know, in your field, it's like playing for North Melbourne. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, funny you say that. When uh, Renee always kind of uses sport teams as a, as a thing, if we're not sort of performing or something's not right, because if, which is always very fair, if you if you have a, a sport team, if we're, if no one was a sport team, we would be, you know, Arsenal, Chelsea, Chelsea, Liverpool, Liverpool we'll be yeah, one of these yeah. big teams, right? Yeah. And if you're if you're on that if you're one of the players, you're meant to be one of the best players in the world. You're you've been taken in, you're because you're at that you know you're meant to be at a certain level. You're going to bring something to the team. Exactly, you're going to you're going to boost our team. You're going to get more wins for us. So if you're not and if you're not playing at that level and you're not getting enough games and stuff, why you know you'd be dropped if you're in the team. Yeah. So if we're meant to be one of the, these big teams. You're meant to be these players. You're meant to be Ronaldo. He would point people out, say, "You should be Ronaldo. You should be, you know, whatever." Yeah, yeah, Messi you know. or whoever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So if if you guys, you have to be that. You kind of have to be at that level, and it's a sacrifice. But that, that's why we're here. That's that's this team. That's this restaurant. Definitely. So if if you wanted to go play in a different league, whatever, what's the small less league? Yeah, right? first, division, league first, exactly. second division, you can third division. There's nothing stopping you doing that. But yeah, yeah. if you want to be in this team if you want to play, be the top league in the whatever was Premier League or yeah Premier was, League yeah, yeah. if you want to be in Premier League then you, you have to that's a commitment and then you have to be at that level and you've got to stay back and, and you've you, got to practice exactly. and you've got to yeah yeah and it's sure. it's your self drive and, you, and you're committed to this and there's nothing stopping you from going and playing a different division because if you want you can go to play in any other it's true if, if any of us want to go work anywhere else in a not as big place you, we can go there's nothing stopping us and we will get a job there because you, you've been here. Yeah, of so it's kind of fair when we're not, if we're sort of a bit sloppy or something to get, you know, it's... My old know, boss used to say a similar thing, you know, like I remember we had it. we had this fucking horrendous... You know, we had a great... Sorry, sorry, tell a lie. 
we had this great service, fantastic service. You know, it, we just opened the hotel and, it, you know, we'd, we'd been working hard and, you know, trying to push as hard as we could and, and we'd, we had a few bad services and, you know, whatever. And this one, this Saturday night, we were having a, we were having a great service and, like, the last three tables, so not, we, like, we... We dropped the ball, Sand, and, and, yeah. yeah, and yeah, we could, you know, you just can't get the fucking food. Out. The sauce is ready, but the garnish isn't. Yeah. The meat's ready, but the fucking, you know, it's just like the, fuck. the flow. It, it, yeah, it becomes down to complacency. It's just, it was just a disaster. Right. And then at the end, he got us all there. We were all stood there, like fucking beaten down, sat the night, work, yeah. you know, seventy hours, you know, just fucking like. He goes, you know, and there's a there's a few things like there's some big games where football teams. Were winning, yeah. and then they got beat. Yeah. He goes, you know, we were winning that three yeah. nil, and we fucking got beat four three. Yeah, and you just, you just leave thinking, fuck, yeah. like we we had it in the bag, yeah, exactly, and we just let ourselves down at the last minute, you know. Uh, yeah, it is hard. Like services, are, they're a long thing, you know. It's especially a long time to concentrate. Yeah, if we do right now, we're, we're going to be doing two sittings because we're we're changing our sort of structure. We're going to shut for lunch to try to get people a bit more sleep. And you know it turned into a six-hour service kind of thing, which is n- nearly a normal day's work. Yeah, you've yeah. already done a, already a normal day's work in Mizzen Plus. It's like a normal day's life. Yeah, and they go home, but you you have to do that, and then you have to do a six-hour service. Now the main, yeah, now this is time That's, to perform. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. So it's like you're already like, you know, most people have gone home, but now you actually have to. This is done the prep. The kitchen, yeah, the kitchen it hasn't even started. I guess I'm not even here. Yeah. <laughs> so then you have to do like, then you have to do it again. Yeah, so and it, concentrate after is, concentrating all that time. It's hard to yeah. to to get to the last few dishes and not be like a bit more, you know. Especially if other sections are starting to clean down, I find exactly. that. Do you know what I mean? If you're on the or you're on the meat or on the fit, whatever the later on yeah. section, and it's a it's a big thing we Renee's always people leaving the kitchen to because like it's it's true you know you finish you, you maybe your your dishes early on the menu yeah. you finish you wrap up your fridge you go in the walk-in to organize your section doing your change orders. the ice and your fish check your but then pastry is sinking but when you're in service the whole kitchen's there it's like they've got the buzz it's going it's going everyone's around helping you play getting dishes out walking for food for you but then when you're sort of done and a lot of the other sections are drinking done, a beer <laughs> <laughs> no but uh you know, there's still I get it. Meat still sending the last few mains and pastry still. And they're chatting. Yeah. You're a meat, and they're fucking chatting, yeah. and you're like, and sinking, "Shut the like, fuck up!" Do you know what I mean? I've got to concentrate. And also, all the kick chef are at the back, so it's like the vibe of like the pumping service is lost. So then, yeah, yeah, still lose that energy. So, but then again, I guess that's why more the senior people are in them, more in them. You know, yeah. maybe a bit, a bit more experience is going to be on the meat because you've got to, you've got to keep that focus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. That it's experience that's yeah. where the experience really kicks in where you're like you know I've got to I've got to keep concentrating here yeah. because otherwise I'm going to fucking yeah. go down and sometimes you do find yourself you know having a bit of a laugh with someone definitely and, and, you know, you're having a great time and you don't stop but you have to like fuck stop yourself yeah you yeah, know, yeah. Fuck, I want to get carried well, away here yeah exactly because all the, and also the, 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 the adrenaline dump yeah the service is over you haven't gone down, you haven't been screamed at, you're like, oh, thank fuck for that, that's, it's you know. <laughs> yeah, right, that one's in the bag, big adrenaline dump, and now you're like, giggly, yeah. a bit, fu- like, <laughs> this is great, I am, you yeah, know. Totally and then right. next thing you know, you turn around and some big meathead saying, shut the fuck up, because yeah. I have to. And yeah. you're thinking, what a fucking dickhead, yeah. he's totally right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he's always whinging. Yeah. Heard him, he's always <laughs> whinging. He's had a great service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, for sure. What, um, what philosophies do you work by at Noma? I think, well, the biggest one at Noma, I would say, is 
the season and the produce and because we, we that's what we've sort of broken down to is so we have three main seasons we're using what's best at what time and we're going to do a whole menu based on seafood because that's, that's the best and we get them you know, most amazing seafood in I bet. hand eye from Faroe Islands and from the North Arctic and Norway yeah. and that cold water seafood yeah. is somewhere else like like this, the, even just like the scallops like uh-huh. it wasn't until I got to fucking Noma I used to tell you about shit our scallops are oh, in Australia oh man like, I, to... I would never ever serve a scallop in Australia yeah well they're queenies we call them queenies yeah. do you know that the queen clam no, like queenie scallops. Yeah. Queen scallops. Not you know, not like the yeah. you know the big hand dives king scallops. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. we call we used to call them queenies. Oh, so like just stuff like that. It's just like you, you shuck them. They're like boom, boom. Yeah, they're still yeah, pulsing. You slice oh. them. They're still like wiggling. Yeah, like, you, you put them on the board and then boom, boom. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Just that kind of stuff. They're like that, just, aren't they? Spe- yeah. Like, fuck. You know, cut them into three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. But just like the just respecting and just. Yeah, I think that's that's a big the respect big of the produce. Yeah, and just like realizing how special it is. Like some of the some of the seafood we use, like a mahogany clam, which is they're 150 200 years old. You know, you, you're killing something that's been in the you know since Winston Churchill was prime yeah, minister yeah, in yeah. England during World War Two, or yeah, yeah. Hitler was in charge. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. that was in the water alive, and you're gonna open it up and slice it like a dickhead yeah. because you think you're in the shit or something. It's like that having you have to be super respectful and. Which is still something that everyone's. You sort of sometimes you think, oh fuck, I'm in the shit. I'm just gonna donkey this something. But it's, it's sad because you know everyone's guilty of it. No, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I mean, I don't. You don't feel good about it, but I'm, I'm gonna acknowledge it. But you gotta stop yourself. And think, fuck, something that died. It's hundreds older than you know than yeah, your yeah. grandpa, and it's been living and part of the. Definitely. The world and you just ecosystem part of the ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. And you're just you're just kind of like a dickhead because you think you're, you're too busy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, it takes. Oh, it just gets th- you know it gets thrown in the fridge. Doesn't get stored, but yeah. not covered or not. Respected. You don't change the ice, but you know, it, it's hard because when you when you you're a hundred hours or whatever ninety hours in, sometimes you're like can't be bothered bagging the ice or whatever. Fuck it. You know, it's yeah. like which oh. is really bad. That's 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 where you have to have bring, have so much self discipline, which is a massive thing, especially yeah. when you're that exhausted. To think, you know what? No, it's wrong. I'm yeah. gonna go, go and do it. Yeah, you know it's better. It's still a learning thing. Oh, you know, I, I am perfect, and I'm not saying I and I don't proclaim I am or anything. But you know what I did when I was younger? I used to the self discipline thing. If I seen anything like paper on the floor, I would always pick it up, and if I walked past it. I would always go back and pick it up. Always, yeah. honestly, it was just something that I always got in my head. Like, you've right from the little things, and I'm not saying I'm fucking any genius. I really am, but it's just. I think if you can just get the the self discipline yeah. yeah. in doing them little things, you'll just do everything. You know, like you can't be bothered wiping the fridge seals. You just got to like yeah. that's You've just got to because it, it carries it carries down. It's like laying the stones and avoiding the right direction. Have, has to, this has to be perfect. And that definitely perfect. If if you you know if you don't change the ice just because you can't be bothered under the seafood, even though it's not the end of the world, then other things are going to be you're going to get sort of complacent with other things. So. The say as well, like in in like. MMA, you know, I'm a big fan of MMA or, or boxing. That once you quit once, in any not in not like I don't mean fighting or whatever. I'm not disrespect anyone that taps. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is in training. Say training gets hard, or you're doing sit ups. Let's say you're doing sit ups, and yeah. you go say I want to do 50 sit ups. Yeah. And you get to 45, and you're like, oh fuck it, I can't be bothered. You've quit. 
Yeah. You should have just pushed them five out. You get used to quitting. Yeah. You get used to... Uh, uh, it comes acceptable to you, quit. Yeah, yeah, it comes acceptable. It comes acceptable. You say, I'm going to do a 5K run, and you 4K in, and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to walk. It's like, it becomes a new standard. Exactly. And that, that's the thing. If, exactly. if you do it once, it, it comes a new standard. You do notice, like, then suddenly, like, three months later, it, it's hard to start a menu when you're enthusiastic about it and all the new dishes and all the new projects you haven't seen before and get to use. But then after three months of doing the same projects, it's hard to have the same like, motivation, motivation course. And, and keep the same standard. Of course. Because you're a little bit like, it comes a bit robotic, it comes a bit... Yeah, you're sick of looking at asparagus. Yeah. So you're sick of looking yeah. at it, yeah, for sure. You're ready for a change. Yeah. But that's where self-discipline comes in. That's where, that's where the, you know, the real skill starts, isn't yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? The real, you know, the, 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 the thing that separates the men from the boys in that mentally yeah. I think that's what I reckon anyway what what is the the attention to detail like in that you know what extremes do they go I know you said the elbow about laying the rocks and that but at normal what you know what are some of the jobs that you just like it might be like you say you, I think you mentioned peeling pumpkin so, seeds pumpkin or, seeds I mean, or, yeah. a lot of imagine a pipe you know pepita a pumpkin seed yeah fresh but like taking the outer husk off but then, you know, I'll show you for later, but imagine a dish having like 30 peeled husks of pumpkin seed. Yeah, fair. And then you're doing 100 covers of this. Yeah, yeah. Soon starts adding up, doesn't it? So, so, sorry? It soon starts adding up. Yeah. I mean, and then you have another dish which has got, you know, 38 different fucking wild herbs in a salad or whatever, you know, and then you need four leaves of each times 100 yeah, times yeah. 38 or whatever. Yeah. It's just adds up and adds up so even if you th- even dish, like if we didn't have the interns the stagiaires the, we couldn't we, would, we, we could do a pumpkin seed but we couldn't do a pill pumpkin seed which yeah, is better yeah. you know it's, yeah, yeah. it's a better mouthful it's a better it's more enjoyable to eat tastes better for the dish so that's the things we're allowed to do. that's what we can do and that those little attentions those little extra bit is makes it that touch more special and the ordering for that kind of stuff must be fucking like you know all them flowers and yeah, all. Yeah, I mean we have a full time, full time like we used to order as a section. Yeah, we have a full time guy who's just receiving, mm. checking things. The chef or or not? He, he's a chef, but he doesn't work in the kitchen. Like, but he used to. He used to work in home. And he's just done and it now, off. Like there's no no there doesn't have to wear a chef uniform. Like he doesn't. No, he just literally. We'll check, help you check the seafood something comes in if something comes in not right it's his responsibility to get it he'll call get yeah, it chased we need it this we need that like he, he's full time and he's fucking busy like his full time job is chasing after different produce and different on the fall. we need more of this or, yeah yeah and we, it's hard to get the amount of things we need for a three month menu you know, yeah yeah so exactly many, three months you're doing 100 covers a day five days a week what happens if you don't get langoustines or some or you know if something? We, we have a few substitute dishes so, so I mean, oh, dear, yeah. some things like yeah okay some things we we have you know if we don't have whatever razor clams but yeah. we have we might have king crab so we'll do we'll just change we'll yeah crab change king crab. same garnish different protein yeah. effectively or whatever but we have done like we've done some extraordinary things just to get something like some things have been scrambling stuck in customs or something because they have to go through customs, what we need it for tonight's menu. But if we fly to somewhere and fly it back with it on ourselves, it doesn't have to go through customs. So we've, he's literally like flown to north of Scotland or Norway, flying back to pick something for dinner service. Because even though it's in Copenhagen in the airport, 
like we've done something just to get something. <laughs> so what? He would, he would fly. He'd like he'll like fuck. I need to go now. And he'll get on a plane in Copenhagen. Fly. That's to, only happened a few times. Yeah, but, but fly to Scotland. As far Ireland, which is about Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick up the stuff, put it in his bag, and fly back. Yeah. In for dinner service. For dinner well, that's fucking mental. That is the, that is crazy. Like I've, we've we've had. We've that's had, the craziest thing I've ever. I've never heard that before in my life. Honestly, we've had we've had. Next to be fucking swimming over. Often, honestly, <laughs> yeah, often. That's because there's just so much demand on you. It's not. It's like you wouldn't even want to say every night we, we don't have as a season now. We don't have season now because the, you know the, the 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 in customs. You know, you know he doesn't like your your job is to have the stuff. You know, it just wouldn't work with him. It's just so it wouldn't. No, it would not. It'd just be a nightmare. So, the, it wouldn't the, work. It yeah. would. Did so you say it wouldn't work for him? It wouldn't work. No, like, <laughs> it, it, he wouldn't have it. Like there we, he'll get it. He'll go. He'll, you know, he'll get it. It's just it has to. We have some things. It just there's no question. So like to to, to someone in Copenhagen to fly to Faroe Islands to pick up some seafood to fly back on himself so he doesn't have to go through customs. It's not even a question. It's That's like, all right. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna fly to a different country. It's like us, you know. It's like you, you, for example, to see, pretend you use pork from fucking yeah, yeah. New Zealand. Delivery comes. Oh, it's not the right pork. Timmy, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fly to Auckland. See you in a few hours. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But like, yeah, it's just. It's that kind of level. It's just. Yeah, that's amazing. Some things you'll never like any other restaurant. Or you know, we just never do. You just take it off the menu, like whatever. Yeah, yeah, because it's because it's that, legitimately stuck in customers. It's not your fault. Does it, but you that's know? like you know, people have been coming book three months ago. They've seen the menu posted on Instagram a thousand times. Yeah, they, they don't get, get that can't dish. Wait to try it. Yeah, they don't get yeah. that dish, and, and you know and that they've seen a thousand times and they're excited for, and they know the menu. The see the first opening menu of Noma to that you know the yeah, yeah, menu, yeah. the first different the first two point the first season that dish they've seen a thousand times. They don't get it. It's like, bummer. Yeah, yeah. D- the, just a level of disappointment yeah, in there. Which yeah, is, yeah. We can avoid, oh, if we can yeah. avoid it. Yeah, if you can avoid even it. Even if it costs yeah. someone flying to a different country yeah, and yeah. back, we'll yeah. do it. Well, you're thinking in the bigger picture, you know, that that person's going to go and say to their friend, oh, did you have that dish? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't available. And they'd say, oh, he went there yeah. and they, it wasn't available. Best, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then oh, damn, you're bummer. making that person yeah. feel shit, not just on that night, but maybe two weeks, three yeah. weeks, four weeks later. I get it. I totally get it. And it's just fuck to make it's it. It's extreme, happen. but it just, it's, that's that kind of place. Yeah. And we need those kind of places. But you know, at the end of the day, that's why people are going to eat there, spending the money because they know the commitment yeah. that the owner has got to, yeah. to them. You know, it's a commitment, it's a, it's a, it's a contract. You come here. This is what we will give you, yeah. and we'll do anything to do that for you. It's a contract. Yeah. So. It's amazing. Yeah. What's the um, what's a camaraderie like within the kitchen team? That's amazing. The kitchen yeah. team is amazing. It's it's yeah. I mean, obviously, there's the odd people getting upset at each other, which should be in any place. But standard. Like we would, by far, it's the the closest team I've ever, like, in terms of people working call mates got each other's back yeah, like especially if like you know if someone's going to be angry or name who yeah you yeah. can all imagine who yeah, he's yeah. Gonna, it sort of becomes like okay us against him of course let's not let him blow up you know he's going yeah, to yeah. freak out and going to ruin the it's Saturday night we want to have beer we want to enjoy our weekend but if he blows up comes this sort of slow clean down of disappointment you know let's help each other you know let's, yeah yeah if something's you know if something comes in it's too dark or too burnt 
don't just you know we won't be like oh make a big scene or the sous chef saying with calling the man being a dick it's more like you know go out we need another one you know yeah yeah it comes like it's more of a tight sort of I get it I've been in that environment you know, I'm like, like yeah even if they're your senior it's sort of like we're, we're just here to knock things back we're not here to make a big scene and you know cause a drama and get you in trouble yeah yeah so it's that, that, that is a good he's thing the ba- that, he's that, kind of the bad guy not yeah. him but whoever that person might be that's you know yeah but he's, almost, a, he's a legend like but almost that is that almost might be fucking a strategy it is. It's kind of good. I think for yeah, team building, definitely. It's, it's kind of good. Definitely, because if the, if there's one cunt, let's just put it, <laughs> say what it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know. But we, we all know that that person isn't really that person. No, that isn't. They're actually a really nice, caring, want to progress kind of, of beautiful. You know, it's just because they care. In it's them. just in that. But having that person can also create a fantastic team camaraderie I, that's why I asked you that because I kind of definitely but I mean the, the, even the head chef Ben he's, he's incredible like he's he's like the nicest most disciplined most fair understanding and, and he's the one dealing with most of the, the brunch shit yeah, yeah but he, he gets it if you don't have like this was shit we can't do like what do you want to do it's not like fuck this is your fault you're a prick hey, I'm getting in trouble it's like alright how are we going to fix this it's so is it from him down it's a very always pretty fair and always yeah everyone gets along everyone sort of wants us it's more about surviving the week and having a good week yeah yeah and sort of yeah, surviving the week the show on you know <laughs> surviving the week and Norma's got a, a ferment, fermentation lab is it yeah. fermentation lab what goes on there and, and what is it so it's there's a, a guy called David Zilber who runs it yeah and he's a bit of a I mean he's, he's amazing he's a genius but he, they firstly they do a lot of stuff in the menu, like yeah. vinegars and kombuchas and and sort of miso kind of things. Oh, so it's actually Koji. working for it's like a yeah. bit miso plus. So they, they do yeah, a lot yeah. of production things for yeah. us. Is it nearby? Is it far? It's in the building. Oh, it's in the building. Yeah. yeah. So, so they do a lot of that, which we use in uh, mostly the sort of seasonings, like instead of like adding, you know, just salt and different sort something of something dried and ground yeah exactly or we can we can add koji in it or we can add a, a, miso, a sort of a miso thing we make yeah. but we make it slightly different with different ingredients but all that or we season stuff with garum which is a sort of similar to like a Worcestershire sauce or or fish sauce but yeah. we, we make it with a lot of waste product of like sea cucumbers or chicken wings or just like stuff we don't use we use a different part of but we can turn it into a garum which basically sits there for 10 weeks in a 60 degree room and breaks down and becomes a delicious intense salty-ish amazing flavoured thing so we can use it as seasonings that's great they didn't get wasted that's fantastic so they can process a lot of things Um, and then a lot of it's also research and development for the book they've got a book coming out they've got a book coming out which is yeah yeah, which is going to be pretty cool yeah and then just for future menus I mean sometime things take three months or, or more so sometimes maybe for the vegetarian menu they'll just produce heaps of stuff they think they might could use try it try it and then they can produce it for the next minute and then they're keeping records of that I'm guessing aren't yeah, they you're yeah. making all this stuff and like oh shit I can't remember <laughs> which is the one you like yeah. <laughs> how did you 
Did anyone write that down? <laughs> like, oh, <yeah. laughs> um, and then they've got the. Um, is it is it still Saturday Night Project? I'm yeah. so, I don't. I, I've never. You know, I've never worked there. It's just things I've heard. Yeah. Just I like to clarify. Yeah. That. No, it's Saturday Night Project. It's on Saturday night. Not every Saturday night. But uh, Saturday nights, basically, one chef from each section will, and maybe an intern, will do a dish, so they can work on it throughout the week. They can basically get whatever they want in. Um, yeah, and then just present it to everyone. Maybe do like five plates up after work on Saturday, and then and get feedback. And then Renee, if he's there, will taste it and just tell you what he thinks. Some of the Is it nerve nerve wracking? It's the f- the first one's extremely nerve wracking. Yeah. It's How like, many have you done? It's kind of like sourcing, you know, when you first go to a <laughs> yeah. guest at the couple. <laughs> Everyone there around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sort of huddled, like the whole, especially if you're, you know, you're a chef party or sous chef or something, and you're around interns who you're meant to sort of be. Yeah, leading. You're leading, you're sort of organizing them all day and trying to show them things to then just put, you know, put something up and just get like shit feedback. Or like, you know, Renee saying, don't like it or think it's stupid or a waste of this cut or whatever. Yeah. You kind of feel like a bit embarrassed and a little bit. But it's good. It's always valid feedback yeah yeah it's always it's always good and it doesn't matter if it hurts some incredible oh I bet I bet like really really uh, especially because you're going to get a lot of people from around the world and there's so many you know different cuisines can put their twist on things you're going to see the last one we did we had a chef from Lebanon named Tarek he did basically an all vegetable sort of Lebanese spread but like the, the kebab was made from like Pumpkin, dried pumpkin seeds and different sort of a lot of stuff in fermentation. He made like pita, but like inst- he instead of using any leaveners or yeast or sourdough to sort of puff his pita, they an old sort of thing in the Middle East. They used to soak chickpeas in water, and th- and that but, water yeah. would be have like lactic acid or something that can yeah. create. So he made like b- fresh bread from that. They make meringues out of that, don't they? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, oh fuck! I, sometimes I say stuff and I think, "Am I just making this up?" But I think they make vegan meringues out of chickpea yeah, water, possibly. I think, or something. You get chickpeas, yeah. you soak them, and then that that, yeah, that I mean, water. Like stuff yeah. that I've never even heard or never seen, but it's, it's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, of course. But it's just and you well, know, yeah, you, are you writing these notes down? Did you write it all down? Yeah, if you see something that's really cool, you, you take it down. Not like a dish. You're not gonna, you don't want to take someone's dish. But no, no, but a technique, technique, technique or, or something yeah. There, like yeah, like anyway, did like hummus with different garams and with ants, and it was like everything was like fucking amazing. Do you know that ant thing? I've got some else to ask you, but that ant thing. It's funny you should say about that. You know, when the first. When I first come to Australia, I come down that east, the east coast. You know, went to the Whit Sundays and all that, and we went on a um, eco tour to the, around the Whit Sundays. So it was like on a night they talked about the stars and yeah. all that, and then you, you went, they show you, you go on like a little bush walk when you pull, you pull the boat and it show you on. And when we were on there, they got ants. Um, I can't remember what ants they are, and he got them. And then you get them and you stick them on your tongue. Have you ever done this before? With ants? Yeah, with, with I, in Danish. I know that with Australian ants. Uh, what? You, I've never had the ones at normal. What happens when you eat them? Is, is it like a zing? Is it like a like a well, like they, they acidic? Taste, yeah, it's super acidic. Yeah, it's, it yeah. It tastes almost like it's like lemongrass. Le- yeah. meets lemons meets. So you get them here? Yeah. Oh, well, did you, in Australia? We we did have them on Australia, Green ants. So anyway, when I fir- when I first come here, this is in two thousand and eight. Before no one was even doing them, yeah. this this tour guide showed me that yeah. it must have been like you know Aboriginals or something must yeah. do or whatever. And I tried it, and then I seen them, and it all blew up. I was like, far out, like you know. 
I'd, I'd seen that years back, and Aboriginals have been doing it for yeah. fucking ever. Like, it's not like. But that's. I think. I think he got the idea from in Brazil. Alex Atala, who owns Dom. Yeah. Once said like in one of those mad symposiums, like, why don't we eat ants? And like, when they taste them, it's like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, they're it's good. Incredible, and especially yeah. with in Denmark, the whole well, with Noma, we only kind of want to use sort of Scandinavian Nordic ingredients. So yeah. we don't want to. We can't grow citrus. We can't grow lemons in yeah. Denmark. But he's not going to just buy lemons from Spain or France or something. So for us to get acidity in food, ants has become like a leading role. Like yeah, we often yeah. we it's often it's in a lot of dishes, we don't even say it. It's just in a broth or something just to give it acidity. Yeah, yeah, they're great. The ones that we didn't, we didn't eat them. We just put them on the tongue. Oh yeah. And like got like the like the like, you know like the, the acidity yeah. and then just let them go. Like you know you lick their ass basically <laughs> <laughs> and then let them go. It was really yeah, it was awesome. Um, going back to the the project thing. He did a hot sauce. Yeah, I guess inspired from Me- Mexico. Yeah, what like what what's in there? What's the goal with it? Tell me about it. Uh, well, it was just we had it before we opened two point We were kind of just getting ready for it. It's a bit more sort of prep and we had a lot more time basically yeah. on our hands. So we're just thinking things we could do for the new space just to make it slightly more interesting. And some yeah, so everyone sort of had a different projects. And I just did, thought, just for staff meal, just have like a hot sauce, because we always have hot, like Tabasco or something up, so just will make our own, basically. And that's that what, and so we just, did people like it? Yeah, it was, it was run down, Renee loved it. Did he? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just sort of spoke to the, the guys in fermentation lab, and they one of the guys from Texas, so he's all about his hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, he'd made hundreds before. And then Zorbs, and then we just, yeah, we just did a few, Tests and then made it. It's basically habaneros and serrano chilies. Some are grilled, smoked. Yeah. Some are fresh. It's lacto fermented. What is lacto fermented? It's probably the most common form of fermentation. It's what kimchi is, what sauerkraut is. Those that what most people do is when you add salt, usually two percent salt. It's the most one point five two percent salt. Yeah. And leave something for depends on the what the product is, but. A few days to a week, yeah, and creates lactic acid, and that's when you see if you see a vacuum bag and it blows up and yeah, it creates CO two. That's that's lactic like kimchi in that, yeah. isn't it? It's got that exactly. fizz, bit fizzy, bit of a fizzy thing to yeah, it, hasn't exactly. it, which is really good for gut health. Yes, I'm loving gut health at the moment. <laughs> oh, it's man. extremely good for gut health. Yeah, because I have a gallbladder took out, so since then I've been like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, so I've been all about like, we, yeah, have a look. I'll show you when we leave. Have a look. I've got. Um, Kefir, always drink oh, kefir. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, uh, sauerkraut, I have sauerkraut with nearly every. Um, uh, kimchi with you know every. Yeah, well, that's most extremely good for you. Yeah, it's it's super good. And honestly, I used to get acid all the time, and now I don't get any acid. Mm. I feel great from it. Honestly, I'm not joking. I'm, yeah. I, 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 I'm a, I'm well, a, I'm a, a believer. I've read a lot about gut health and mental health. Have you read Defi- that? Yeah, because it's, it's like oh, the chemicals in your body that I go on about. The, yeah, that with your brain. So a lot of depression they're saying now should be more linked to your diet. Than Definitely. So listen, this I've said this on the podcast before, so I'll probably fucking delete this out. But anyway, there's a there's people that say that the human body is only a vessel for the bacteria that's in your stomach yeah. we're just a byproduct of that so that we, we that is determined what we do yeah. to get to the next the next stage of humanity you yeah. know what, do, do you know what yeah, I mean yeah. I love that I love it I think about it all the time does that, does that make sense what I'm saying yeah oh, it's, it's so the, I, I, I'm all into like future and all this like seeing like new stuff 
it is pretty crazy. I, th- I think the world in in hundred years is just gonna be a crazy place. Yeah. And and things like depression stuff and cancer will be sort of worked out. Yeah, yeah, for with, sure. With diet and like s- different things to avoid it will just become. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Can you tell us about a couple of a couple of the new dishes that that, that people can see in Norma now? For the next menu, I can't say anything. Yeah, okay, this one. Um, the current menu we just did some of the dishes. Is it closed now? Is it? Yep. The whole place is closed. With twenty season we shot. Oh right, okay, okay, sorry, right, okay. So yeah, we, we have a few weeks to finish to close. Yeah, to get ready because the whole like decor changes. The we, like all the plates are new. Like they changed the whole theme of Far that. Out, okay. Uniforms will be different. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough that you can't talk. Just on you, mate. I get it. I yeah, get it. It's kind of like enough. a new pop up every time. Though, yeah. So yeah. So what? Bit. So what? Were, what were some of the standouts from the last menu? Um, standouts for me. There's a, a salad made from sea snails. Yeah. So the sea snails, and they're all sort of, they're all cooked in a, a oil made from koji, which is one of the things in fermentation. Basically, we make it from barley. And then it grows a mold. I can, it's, I can tell the mold's aspergillus, blah, blah, blah. But it grows this mold, which is basically what's used in miso and what used in sake and a lot of Japanese things. It breaks down enzymes, but also has an amazing flavor. So we make an oil from that and then cook snails in it. So they're like, they're, they sort of almost taste like chicken in a weird way, but they're delicious. Yeah. And it was seasoned with a, a paste made from rhubarbs and dried shrimps and then smoked butter with sort of like dried horseradish in the butter is, is delicious and then lots of like wild herbs like that was the one like 38 wild herbs yeah but it was, it was inside a beeswax cup as well and the, the smell of the sort of the beeswax and then there's sort of buttery herbs wild salad herbs little bits of lavender and fuck it sounds awesome dried rose petals and then sort of this these sort of snails which are just it was pretty it was pretty cool yeah, that um, sounds beautiful. Sounds pretty simple, you know. Should it was, be knocking them straight food, away. The food is fucking. The food, all of them look fucking simple. Like there's nothing crazy about it. Um, sounds yeah, man. That sounds super complicated. Yeah. Not no crazy. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. yeah. One more. That's what I was. There's a, a squid dish, which was basically squid, and we we take we basically scrape it so. We freeze it and scrape it so there's like a little sort of papery membrane. We scrape that off and then it's cooked and then just very low temperature very quickly. So it's like sort of like butter, it tastes like. And then it's sliced very thinly, like paper thin, lined out, and you kind of roll it so it's like a, a round cylinder of like sliced Slices. rolled squid. Yeah, yeah. And then just heat it through with the butter. Did it look like abalone? Did it, the and then it meat looked, kind of would have yeah like I think I've seen it and it looked like you know when you slice the abalone yeah I guess yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that and yeah and I've seen that was and then it was heated through yeah with the butter made from roasted seaweed salt which is basically we get we make kind of like a dashi we get we roast seaweed kelp infuse it with filtered water and then strain it and then that water sort of taken sort of the, the salt and the gelatin from the yeah. seaweed and then it's dehydrated and becomes like a crisp like a salt um, which is like it tastes like roasted seaweed salt basically it's amazing it's incredible and then just with milk solids melted down a little bit of clarified butter and it was like just basted it over and it was like just sort of room temp but it was beautiful it was just like very very just sort of like an umami bomb of savoury sounds fantastic was, honestly it was, sounds fucking fantastic seriously yeah 
the whole place sounds amazing well let's finish this up I'm going to um, ask you some questions and you just it's a multiple choice. choice no it's not really it's got quick fire that's what I was in school you said look at all the guys answers it's like who do you pick you know the guy on your left the guy on your right exactly <laughs> exactly um, VB or Melbourne Bitter VB VB yeah just because I like to be a bogan since I've been away you know so you yeah, like to yeah. take anything cliche Australian yeah uh, ice cream or sorbet ice cream violet crumble or cherry ripe violet crumble Gordon Ramsay or Neil Perry? Neil Perry. Meat pie or sausage roll? Sausage roll. Sausage roll. Hundred percent. Fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I, I was going, I was going Melbourne bitter and meat pie, but that's how wrong I am. Well, Hugh, thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Pleasure. Beautiful. If you enjoyed the show, please share with friends or give us a rating and review on iTunes or your podcast app. And until next week, have a good one.